Welcome to Nerds of the Old Republic, the podcast where we drink and discuss nerdy fiction and where the bells mean points, but really the points mean nothing. I'm Adam. I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. Last episode, we discussed the complex fiction of commercially successful, critically acclaimed, overall just fucking crushing it, Marlon James. Today we are discussing the hilariously simplistic fiction of commercially unsuccessful, we know no one who knows of this film, critically panned, zero award-winning film, Jiu-Jitsu, starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. And we're all already laughing about it, which is oh, how it's going to go. I love how you say it's starring Nicolas Cage. That's generous. <laughs> So Nicholas, featuring yeah, yeah. only because they're listed in order of appearance is Nicholas Cage number two oh. on the cast list. That's, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get yes, to that. yes. First, we will. We want to thank our growing community of listeners and followers on social media, and a special thanks to the listening community at Good Pods. Oh man, where we continue to rank highly among similar podcasts. We'd also love. To give shout-outs to Podcast Overlord at PCAST underscore OL and Pod Nation at Pod Nation Pods, who have helpfully promoted or retweeted us on Twitter. And we recently joined our friends at Back In My Day Podcast to talk about Batman Returns. If you don't know Back In My Day, you're just doing it wrong. Yeah. A bunch of good guys who do some great things with movies, games, books from what I would consider like nostalgia core for us yeah. right in the middle of our super like cool. hey, yeah super cool guys super cool stuff you can check them out on twitter at day back in at instagram at day back in and anywhere where you catch your podcasts our thanks to the listeners who have posted reviews on apple apple podcasts if you enjoy the show and the topics we discuss please consider rating and reviewing us it really does help the more reviews we have in a day the more people who are like-minded nerds like us can find us our handle is uh, at Nerds of the Old Republic on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to hear what we think about other nerd-centric topics, too, you can remember to check out our More Than Just Books blog on Podbean. And, of course, please rate and review us, as I just said. It makes a world of difference so that we can grow this nerdy community and this cocktail community. And, dear God, speaking of cocktails, I'm going to get into that in a second. But if you want to read and watch along with us, in June we're going to do something a little different. We're going to do a, a father-son duo. We haven't yet decided what Stephen King collection we're going to read or what short stories from that collection we're going to read, but we are definitely going to do Joe Hill's collection Full Throttle. Um, so pick up Joe Hill's collection of Full Throttle. You can start there. And if you haven't listened to us before, as I've been saying, you're doing it wrong. Go back and listen to some of our previous podcasts, like the Marlon James podcast, or if you're in for something a little bit lighter, the uh, Witcher podcast on Netflix, or the text it comes from, The Last Witch by Andrei uh, Sapkowski, which was just before that in uh, March. Do yourself a favor. Listen to them twice. Mm-hmm. Or They're three so times. so nice, you got to listen to them twice. Yeah. Look <laughs> for the hidden messages that we lace into every single one of them. You're not supposed to know about the Illuminati signal. Damn! If you play the podcast backwards, there may or may not be messages. On a blood moon (laughs) to a virgin, indeed. I thought that part went without saying, but... Well, yeah, I mean, but if they're new, they may not know. That, uh, that's true. Right? Wait, you guys the been planning on the blood moon? I've been planning on the blue moon. Oh, oh shit. Oh. We've all been reading our text messages. We could have had twice the downloads by now. God damn it. Well. And I killed all those chickens for nothing. <laughs> well, at least they made good wings. <laughs> that's true. I hope. <laughs> all right. We are being goofy tonight because, uh, A, this is our second podcast in a night, and I love the second podcast. If you can't understand me, I'm sorry. There was a lot of rum. It was like Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. Just a lot of rum. Ooh, Johnny Depp. 
Yeah, Ooh. I'm sorry. Maybe. Well, <laughs> Adam didn't physically uh, slap I'm, us up. <laughs> oh, I haven't been following the trial to know. What's I'm gonna step true in here on behalf of Jenny Depp's career. No, no commentary on anything beyond the career, but uh, many, 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 many fine movies, uh, <laughs> including uh, you said pirates, but the first thing I thought of was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Much better. Yeah, yeah. sure. I was just thinking of rum. <laughs> both both excellent movies and both heavily feature room. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna try to dig myself out of a hole here and switch gears by talking about the Pegu Club or Pegu Club. How is this one pronounced? Pegu, Peg, Pegu, Peg, Peg, It looks like ragu. Let's go Pegu. Pegu. All right, the Pegu Club. This was Sean's pick for tonight's cocktail. Um, check out the show notes for the uh, ingredients. But Sean, can you give us just a rundown of this one? Yeah. So uh, I had to find something to pair with this movie. <laughs> and um, you had to stop said with from calling it a film. so much disdain. <laughs> and it's set ostensibly in Burma or Myanmar, but that's uh, literally a quote from the film right, movie, right? So I tried to find something that would kind of like go along with that. So I was looking for classic Burmese cocktails or Myanmar inspired drinks, and this uh, Pegu Club came up, and it's part of the golden age of cocktails, oh. which I didn't even know existed, but makes me want to do a whole cast on the golden age of cocktails Is now. Is it like Prohibition, like 20s, 30s? It's got to be back when alcohol tasted terrible, so you had to make it taste good, which yeah. is where most of our cocktails come from. When they used to listen to a lot of Fergie and uh, True. Jay-Z. And... A little party never killed nobody. That's right. No, and I love, <laughs> love large parties. They're so intimate. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're all, all quoting right. the Great Gatsby. Yes. So many references here. Uh, so it comes back to the early 20th century, part of like the British social clubs in Myanmar. And um, uh, it's basically a gin sour, mm-hmm. but it's a little different. It's uh, gin, orange curacao or triple sec if you need to use that. Some lime juice and some different kinds of bitters. And again, you can see the recipe on our socials there. But it's uh, supposed to be good. So... Yeah. And uh, before we, we dive in, too, shout out to our, our host, our captain, who made the bitters himself. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Aged Thank for, you. for three hours. Three hours, yes. <laughs> which is not how long you're supposed to age bitters, but I got back, and to quote our previous book, fuck the gods, I don't have <laughs> any orange bitters. And I could not find them in a store. No, they're actually, they're just hard to find. Right. So what you do is you take some orange peel. And you um, actually light it on fire to release some of the oils. You muddle some oranges. You add to your taste some clove. Mm. Um, you have to use a mortar and pestle to grind up the clove and a half a star anise. And you put that inside of any clear liquor that you got, Everclear or um, vodka. This is vodka because I don't have Everclear because I'm not 19 <laughs> and not back in college. And uh, you just let it sit. You just let it stew for a little bit, and then you have to strain it to make sure you don't get, like, chunks of anise and clove. It smelled right when I opened it. It smelled like what a bitter should, but really that's all bitters are. Alcohol soap. Damn, alcohol man. That's soap really soap. impressive. So, Adam's the hero of the yeah. night for this cocktail. Yeah, you know, so. I appreciate that. I'm glad I can do something for you gents. So we're going to give it our, our first sip here, and uh, let's see how we enjoy it. Cheers. 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 I know. We're all like, clink, clink. want to clink it. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. I enjoy that. I like it. I uh, that was not my first sip. I cheated, and uh, it was. Uh, it has, you know, it has a very holiday, mm-hmm. like I would say, like uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve, almost. Uh, that's probably the cloves. But yeah, the clove. I may have overdone the clove. I, I'm, I'm not saying overdone. I'm I'm enjoying this, and it's blend. it's offset by the the lime, and mm. I uh, 
I think this is good. I like it. Yeah. Nothing kinda, against it. Kind of reminds me of uh, Dimatap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, no. I feel like I just took children's medicine. Medicinal? <laughs> it has uh, very medicinal notes. It's got, <laughs> it's got notes of purple. No, that's, that's it, not great. That does not speak at all to your bitters, Adam. I think mm-hmm. that speaks to the triple sack and just the mm-hmm. the orangey kind of like I'm getting that sense that I just took like a Nyquil or something that was made for kids. <laughs> now that you say it, I could taste that. Yeah, there's like I think it's the gin that like the botanicals of the gin exactly, at the end yeah. do leave me with a a little bit of medicinal that juniper yeah yeah undertow or whatever. Yeah, maybe a different maybe. gin would make it different but i mean it's not yeah. terrible no. i drink it yeah i'm not sitting there going like fuck this cocktail but yeah it, it's sort of no become, absinth it's, yeah. it's <laughs> certainly does not lower itself to that it's been realm. four podcasts since we've done anything with absinth i'm having withdrawals we got- <laughs> <laughs> that's why i added the anise i thought that would cut it <laughs> You were starting to get shaky on me. I think our next cast with Anna, or with absinthe, we need to have the drip onto the sugar cube and like really. Yeah, do a shot let's of do it the right absinthe. way. Well, yeah. let's read uh, some uh, William Burroughs. Sure. It doesn't really some uh, naked lunch. Yeah, and there's Ooh. there's sci-fi elements to that. We can fit it in our cast. The aliens do come in in that one courtroom scene where they start hanging themselves by their cocks. Yeah, <laughs> everything in William Burroughs involves uh, erect penises and uh, hmm. things being done out of temporal order. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not actually going to talk about William Burroughs. Willem, see, this is the rum and the, the Pegu Club. We here. call this the gentleman's buzz. and Adam That's has right. achieved it. Gotta, as, as have I. Yeah. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather. Okay, here we go. We're back. Um, but in all honesty, uh, yeah, I guess he was a lot of absinthe. I always figured he was like black tar heroin and stuff like that. <laughs> Are we talking <laughs> about the big cat guy? Or? We're talking about Burroughs. William oh, Burroughs. Okay. He, so was many, Burroughs. he was many things. He uh, killed one of his wives at one point at a yeah. party playing... Uh, Russian roulette, wasn't it? It wasn't Russian roulette. It was, I think, I think the story was he was going to use a bow and arrow to shoot an apple oh, off her head. Oh, he's going to play William Tell with uh, yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. You can imagine what happened from there. Yeah. And he lived in... Um, uh, oh, shoot. What's the country uh, where Casablanca is? It's Morocco? Yes, I think he lived there for a while. Dear God. Um, Wait a minute, but I'm just thinking to myself, she agreed to let him shoot an arrow at her head? I don't know. She married William Burroughs. Okay, good point. I I don't know. William, I think William Burroughs was was gay, too, if I'm not not mistaken. I think she was... Yeah, I that's really an interesting uh, situation. Guys, There's a lot of stuff to analyze and unpack. We have already elevated this <laughs> cast way beyond what it needed to be for no, this piece of work that we're, we're going to, to delve into. It. Oh my yeah. god, you, we, well, Listeners, <laughs> yeah. you you can't see it, but the movie's playing in the background right now, and I'm staring at the first few moments where Jake is getting his back investigated by the army that he's dropped off at. Oh my god! And this is probably the highlight of the whole movie. Is literally the fact that there's some dialogue that isn't god awful. We're gonna get. Are into you sure? It. No, is there? No, I mean I don't know. This is a is a great transition. Do we want to talk about our appreciation or dislike of Nick Cage before yes. we get to the actual uh, yes. current yes. movie? And I gotta wonder if somehow are we gonna juice Netflix's numbers on this and they like only keep if producing Netflix this? Shit? Our numbers. I I can one can only hope. I I want to yeah I, I do want to talk about Nick Cage sure. and our appreciation of him. Um, you know, there's there's certain people I like to consider a uh, friend of the show. Bill Murray would be one. Indeed. Uh, we haven't mentioned him in a while, but Jeff Goldblum was oh, at yes. one time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we recently kind of had a falling out with uh, 
our man Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken, friend of the show, <laughs> and um, former. And and I like to consider Nicolas Cage a friend of the show, and and Nick Cage is somebody who I just I think was a you know obviously aware of everyone's aware of him, but I just didn't have any opinions whatsoever for the longest time. Then for the longest time after that, I just considered him a punchline. Anything with Nick Cage in it is just fucking hilarious. Kind of like um, Chuck Norris. Yes. For a while. Yes. Same mystique. Yes. Same sort of play. Yep. Do you know that when Chuck Norris uh, goes swimming, he doesn't get wet; the water gets Chuck. I did. This is a fact. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> oh my god. When Chuck Norris does push-ups, he actually doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. <laughs> oh, we, we, we guys, go, let's do forty minutes of oh. Chuck Norris jokes. Oh my god. No, but uh, it was about a this year. This will become the lost cast when it just disappears on my computer. This is going to yeah. be the best oh. cast we've ever done. Oh my god. About a year or two ago, something just clicked in my head with Nick Cage, and I, I just. For the first time, I was like, holy fuck, do I respect this man. He has made a multi... No, no, well before that. uh, Multi-decade career out of just doing whatever the fuck he wants. That's a great point. At volume 11. And uh, made so many, uh, you know movies that we could just name like if we just went around a table we could keep naming nick cage movies uh there are so many memorable moments and quotes and uh he has had a wildly successful career he must have had so much fun doing it along the way that's true if he enjoyed it this this occurred to me a year or two ago and i just thought holy shit i respect the fuck out of this man and i love watching his movies now uh for the most part out of a sense of like ironic appreciation yeah however you did bring up pig and so for our audience sake pig is fucking great and you should watch pig pig is an awesome movie not being ironic it's really good the thing about nick cage is you're gonna get the nick cage experience in any movie but sometimes it's the oscar winning nick cage experience right and sometimes it's the is he on something sometimes it's the wicker man (laughs) and and sometimes it's both it's like man nick cage is nick cage there is no other Mm -hmm. that even comes close you really can't like any analog to, to Nicolas Cage. He just is. <laughs> the closest I can think, and I, I made a reference to a former friend of the podcast in Chris Walken, but like, you know, he's in serious not roles. That. But I'm just thinking of like Christopher Walken and, well, maybe not, in like Hairspray is like self deprecating in some way. But no, he actually does sign on and like fulfills that role pretty faithfully. You know, like Christopher Walken, he does things sometimes because he has to. You're coming at my whole man all wrong. You gotta come at my man differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, you want me to say what? Like I don't get it. Like I'm some kind of an idiot. Some kind of joke to you. <laughs> the uh quintessential Christopher Walken moment for me is uh the Tarantino film Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. When he comes in and he's talking to Bruce Willis's character when he's a a boy and he's telling him that his father's died overseas. And uh, he tells this incredibly dramatic story and like serious acting, serious storytelling. And then at a certain point, it shifts to a point in the story where he's talking about how they had to hide the the family heirloom, the watch, from uh, the Vietnamese, I think, or Korean it might have been, mm-hmm. uh, captors by hiding it up their ass. 
And he's like, all of a sudden, he's Chris, classic Christopher Walken. He's like, for seven years, I hide this piece of uncomfortable metal up my ass. Or your father did it. And then he died of dysentery. He gave me to watch. I had it up my ass. And now I'm giving it to you. Um, but the difference between Christopher Walken and Nick Cage, I think, is that Christopher Walken always, you always get the sense he's winking at the camera. Sure. Like he's in on yeah. the joke. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. And Nick Cage is totally in on the joke, but he doesn't give the impression that he's in on the joke. You know, I don't know about that. I don't, like, know, I don't know if he's in on it. It's like Andy Kaufman, I think. I, he, I, don't. I think he's so, like, deep into the weeds that every performance he gives, he gives it like, this is the last fucking thing he's ever going to put down <laughs> on film. exactly what he does. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You can't see Adam. Can't see he's like, waving his hands yeah. like Nick Cage. It's, yeah. it's like, Christopher Walken, I think he he's at that point in his career where he he chews scenery and he knows he's like yeah, oh yeah. Uh, he's like uh, oh, you know yeah. any one of those guys in the Francis Ford Coppola era there that you know or the um, just like the Godfather kind of like school of filmmaking where it's like they're like yeah know. fuck it I don't have to do shit right you know I'm gonna do whatever I want to do and maybe sometimes I'm gonna come across like I don't really give a shit about this movie right and that's how he does yeah but it's like Nick Cage you could see like he intimately cares about every fucking thing he does but he's just so God damned insane. Right. Yeah, that's the difference between him and Pacino. Pacino yeah, sure. always chews the fuck out of the scenery, yeah. and he's always on the verge of going completely insane, but it's always wrapped up in that still seriously good acting, you know? Mm. Uh, think of Son of a Woman, you know? Like, yeah. if, if I was if I was the man I was ten years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place, you know? And that's like Pacino. It's like so over the top, but it's still yeah. good acting. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Nick Cage, you're just like, oh, man, somebody needs to fucking tackle that guy. Yeah. yeah. Is, this, is this supposed to be in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I I completely agree. And you know, I again, guess, we're saving this movie. <laughs> I guess we should probably. Yeah, we're really doing a lot of work for you, Nick. But can we just figure out what the fuck is the plot with these aliens? <laughs> no, no. Admittedly, I watched it at one point two five speed because I'm like, you know what, this doesn't deserve the full hour forty seven of my life. It doesn't. And honestly, they must have said the dialogue so slowly at normal speed for people who were eating pot brownies. Because I had no problem following dialogue and fight scenes at twenty five percent faster than it normally was. You know, it was it, what is this plot? My my wife and I were watching it together, and I told her that the the budget for the movie, or she, I said it's got Nick Cage in it, and so she's like, okay, so we're watching it, and she's a fan of like Con Air, Nick Cage, like that, like okay. you know, like okay. So, okay, let's watch it, and then she's like, how much does it cost to make this movie? So she starts looking it up, and she's like, it cost them $25 million to make this. And I'm like, well, how much of that was Nick Cage's yeah. salary? So she starts <laughs> digging into it, and she's like, she couldn't find it. But we're, like, watching this going, like, oh, my God. Not even attaching his name to this can save this. <laughs> it's no. just so bad. And, and uh, you know, it's it's amazing to me that he's in this. Because Nick Cage... You know, he's famous for doing fucking whatever he wants. And so many of the movies he's done are so bad and so weird. But there's still, like, there's still some Hollywood legitimacy yes, behind yeah. them in terms of the production values or something. Uh, we mentioned Ghost Rider before. You know, we mentioned uh, many of his movies. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're essentially B-movies, but they have the Hollywood, like, yes. uh, cachet attached to it. Mm -hmm. And... This is not that. Like, this looks like you're watching, like, film school student project, and then it's like, 
holy shit, they got Nick Cage. Like, yeah. I've like, seen porn with better <laughs> with better production value and better writing than this. <laughs> There's some Oli fans out there that really go deep into certain directorial... Oh. No, I'm just kidding. You know, it, it's playing in the background, and we get our first fight scene here. I literally cannot tell you no. what the fuck is the plot. This is so, going to go on for 20 minutes. Oh, watch the, the protagonist, like, <laughs> Jake... Is captured by CIA or dropped off at a CIA compound, essentially. By some helpful Burmese natives. By some helpful (laughs) Burmese natives, correct. And now, some dude in the hood is just kicking the shit out of American military operatives. Oh, and, and like, they're all using tracer rounds so you can see where the bullets fly. And at one point, there's, like, the bad bullet time from um, the Matrix. It's about to come up, actually. Oh, you mean rolls over the, the they're, ledge. They're all using that, like, free uh, special effects you can download online yeah. so you can make your YouTube videos look better. And That's yeah. what everything That's looks what like. This is fucking disorienting because it does, yes. it does the, th- you know, the movie 300. It does that, like, slow motion speed right up to regular motion. Yeah. But it does it constantly yeah. it's disorienting every, every fight yeah like yeah. every kick every punch that guy just fell over the side and it did like slow motion yeah. and then it sped right back right. up you know because well, like, you were supposed to see the spray painted red that means blood wait, on the hay is this Boz Lerman directing no it's not Boz <laughs> this, this there'd is, be a better soundtrack this is not even up to the level of Boz Lerman no. I'm, I'm afraid to say I think I said it in school I, I think this movie would have been better if Michael Bay had been attached to direct it you did say it literally there'd it be a lot have. more lens flares Oh now there's, God. by the way, there's, this has all been one single continuous cut. That's now true. that is to this movie's credit. Yeah. There's a fight scene on a rooftop ledge that is one oh, cut. so fake. Zero. <laughs> yeah. So if you've never seen the movie, what you're going to get is the special effects were added after the actors did their acting. So they can't react to the bullets, to the tracers, to the shurikens that are thrown by the alien later in the movie. I, I will say this, though. It is nice to see that all the Foot Clan soldiers that worked in the Ninja Turtles movies got more work to do. That's true. Because all the people that get beat up looks exactly like a Ninja Turtles movie from the 80s or 90s yeah. where they're like cartoonishly time, getting their asses yeah. kicked. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. But the difference between... This is almost like our first live watch, gentlemen. I'm not going to watch this whole movie with you. No No, offense. No, 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 no. The difference between that and bullet time is that in bullet time, it's implied that they're doing something to evade the bullets, whereas this guy's jumping right into the line of fire and just assuming that they will miss him. The bullets will miss him. They're like stormtroopers. They never hit shit. Oh, my God. Oh, I gotta say, like, before the scene even happens, this is something my wife pointed out again. I'm sure she notices this shit, but... Like when they hold, they pull this guy out of the water because what he he fall, jumps off a cliff after the alien chases him there. Two shurikens in his back. Right, jumps off a cliff or falls off a cliff. Yeah, hits his head on a rock in the water. The water. And then he's floating in the fucking water at night. This happened during the day, but his face is above water because that's what happened. That's how a human floats. Yeah, yeah. And then Typically. like some people pull him out of the water, and one looks like Nick Cage. What the fuck? It's like out of the oh, oh, there's Nick Cage, but then he's like yes. not part of this again. again. Yes. And it's like there's no like there's no nod to why he was in the boat to begin with or whatever. And then they're like stitching him up. The guy was floating on his back with the injuries on his back in the water for hours. Yeah. They bring him out and the blood on his back is dry. Of course. I mean, can you just realize that you're nitpicking things in a sea? Oh, God. We used to do what we would call Monster Movie Mondays. Continuity, Adam. Continuity. We would pick the worst (laughs) B-movies from Netflix back when they would mail you DVDs. I remember that. And on, like, Saturday, I would pick the movie for Wednesday. And it would get shipped to me by Tuesday. 
and we pick the shittiest films. And like right now, what they're doing in the fight scene is like there's a camera attached to Jake's chest. This is like sometimes, video game style. Some, oh yeah, yes, yeah, yes. it's first person shooter style. But sometimes the camera gets passed off to the ground, and then Jake somehow picks it back up without <laughs> seeing a camera. So you like see Jake in the frame. Yeah. But then it goes to first person shooter style. So Jake is now fighting. The camera is left on a rock or some shit. <laughs> but see, that was a thing. There was a movie that did the first person perspective for the whole thing. It was supposed to be like a video game you were playing yeah. and it didn't do well, but it was an experimental thought. It was interesting. Yeah. This movie doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be. It's got that. It's got like the predator. It's got, Oh, I'm going to get to the predator shit. Oh, it's, Oh, now, I, I, I want to rip my face off. And I want to, <laughs> Reference to Nick Cage. Thank you. Face off. Very nice. Thank you. I want to take his face off. (laughs) I want to encourage our listeners at home uh, to go back and uh, get the timestamp to when our our, uh, host Adam said that the fight scene was starting. We're at 24. Because the fight scene is still going on. (laughs) And it's not over. It's still happening even as I'm speaking right now. Can I? So oh, the explosion! Oh yeah. my God! What was we that? Just, we Bright just, orange flash. We just literally talked. Oh, it's over for okay. twenty-four minutes, and we still don't know what the plot of this movie is. No, even though we've all seen it. Oh, there's an alien who rides a fucking comet who is giving you jujitsu, and you have to fight him and die bravely in front of him. But Jake doesn't remember that he was some sort of mystical, magical warrior that is part of a plan. And all of a sudden in the movie, these people with hoods are popping up. And can you tell me again just hanging why, out in the field. why hoods make you invisible to this motherfucking alien? Oh, the hoods make you invisible. Because he's like the predator. He sees heat or something. It's And I love how Nick Cage dumps almost all of that exposition on you in that one speech and about the, the comet and the you gave us jujitsu. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh. See, it, I mean, in yeah. the comet, the comet looks like, you know, like a, like a elementary school puppet show. Like someone had a popsicle stick yeah. and like colored a comet and it's like they're carrying it across the night sky. Like, oh. that's Jacob, the level. you're moving the comet too fast. Slow it oh down. Yeah, the aliens got to have time to fight everybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. So right These now guys just materialize like out they're of the, the grass. Yeah, they're in the middle of a hay field in, in Burma. I, and I, they they've been chosen. Sorry to interrupt. No, please. This is because I don't understand. Important shit important on. character development here. These people were specifically <laughs> chosen to fight the alien uh, because they all do not have hay allergies, so they are able to hide for long <laughs> and they, hours. And they in will the die. <laughs> no, they just need the hoods. Literally, if you wear a black hood, you disappear from the motherfucking alien. He cannot see them right now. Oh, there now. it is. We get the predator, predator the fake view. knockoff. Predator oh, he was view. there. I didn't notice that the yeah. first time. And I call them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because one's got a bow staff, one's got a nunchuck, one's got swords or knives, they're daggers, uh, and Jake has his fists. Oh, did you see the one guy? He's got like those, like, they're like little like pipe things that he holds. They're literally black iron, like, They're not black iron! They are PVC PVC that's been painted to look like metal. Oh, it's all gold! So, dear listener, here's what I recommend. (laughs) If you enjoy CBD... What I would do, or THC, is I would grab yourself a gummy or some chocolate or whatever you prefer, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough out there. To have it an hour before you watch this movie, because right now they're just flying through the air in a hayfield. Uh, and and I will second that because that is that is exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, jealous. This probably explains why uh, Sean was so stressed out watching the movie, <laughs> whereas I was fucking enjoying it. Drank, every minute of it. I drank before I watched this, and I'm like, I still was sitting there watching it, going like, no, nope. 
Dude, no, that half a gummy I had, uh, uh, I there was literally parts I was rewinding because I had <laughs> I had to make sure I heard it right. <laughs> oh, I've got some quotes here. The first one, it's backtracking a little bit, but they're interrogating Jake, and it's, I have a license to kill you. No expiration date. <laughs> yes! Or, I'm an I'm a Army Intelligence Interrogator, and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I you know it's another thing. This movie is supposed to be based in Myanmar or Burma or whatever. They filmed it on Cyprus, which yeah. looks nothing like nothing that. Like, no, oh. Burma is like um, Galapagos or like tropical thick jungle, thick jungle shit. And we're staring at a motherfucking wheat field. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, uh, a fight scene has just commenced. Second Listeners fight at scene. home, so if you want to get the timer going, we will let you know when it ends. This is getting a little. Oh, ahead it's of already been going for a few minutes, by the way. Yeah. So we're we're a little behind. Oh, okay. I will give it one compliment. I'm going to give this sure. movie one strong compliment. If the, it's about the fight scenes, I'm no, gonna no, it's not. Through. It's not. <laughs> the lead, whoever plays Jake, I yeah. I don't know the guy's name because he's a nobody. No. Good for you though. Yeah, but he's got the acting emotional range of Kristen Stewart, <laughs> <laughs> which is to say, flat. That that was my compliment. Yeah. Can I just tell you, the nunchucks have been broken out by the blonde hooded ninja, and she is one of the better fighters. And the uh, dude with two bow staffs, he's also a very good fighter. But everyone else sucks. I'm just going to say it. Everyone else is like fucking Chuck Norris trying to pretend you know Jeet Kune Do. Fuck you, Chuck Norris. He's fighting with what appears to be like he broke the spade shovel end off of his... (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... I'm going to get ahead of ourselves. We literally cannot identify the plot. If you can identify the plot, please tell us on oh, the socials. Uh, I'll identify the plot right now. The plot, the plot is fantastic. Gonna, so every <laughs> Should we do a, like a plot like like round robin where we all say what we think the plot of this movie is? <laughs> yes, let's do that. Sure. Uh, I'll go first. So, uh, do comment. you remember the cocktail? I do. I do, actually. Should we? You know what? Maybe there's, this there's, be a there's great, nothing uh, left in there. <laughs> it's just water you're pouring. That's fine. You know what? Why don't we uh, take a, a break for the remainder of the fight scene? So we'll be back in 30 minutes and uh, we'll have a fresh cocktail right. and we'll discuss the plot of the film at that time. If you want to synchronize your clocks, dear reader, I'm at 30 minutes, 17 seconds on the film Jiu-Jitsu. Still no sign of Nick Cage. Go with God. <laughs> Go with God. All right. So we needed another cocktail. So we went and got back some more cocktail before we restarted this jam. And as we're letting it play, did either of you guys watch Power Rangers as a kid? Sometimes. I did not. Oh, man, it's just me, huh? I got major Power Rangers vibe from this thing. It's like a cheesy villain in a shitty suit fighting some kids who work together sort of as a team, but one of them's like special. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it reminded the me about the same. It reminded me of Ninja Turtles movies more. Mm, sure. But I did see some Power Rangers because I had a friend who had a little brother who sometimes would be on in their house and I'd be like, what is this crap? Mm-hmm. And then it also, it also reminded me of a movie called The Giver. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of like a like almost like an anime inspired kind of thing, but it's this again, a guy in like a like a Japanese monster movie kind of suit thing and he's like he looks just like the villain in this and it's it, there's like that there was the predator there was you know like all these things mixed into this that was trying to be and it succeeded at none of them <laughs> yeah no essentially it can't even be a good Nick Cage movie I'm sorry it no, just can't. no it, it, and that that is correct I agree with that it you know as I said uh before during the break I have developed over the years, an ability to appreciate bad movies that 
know they're bad movies or are just so awful in a kind of a funny way. Um, there's plenty of them that I could name that I yeah. like, but Birdemic is my favorite like that. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I'll give you a great example for me. Speaking of Christopher Walken, although he was in it, but not the star, the star was Bruce Willis. There's a great mid nineties movie called last man standing. Yeah. Now this is based on the, um, a, shoot, I'm, I'm forgetting the Japanese director, Kira, Akira Kurosawa. 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 Yeah. Um, and the film was Yojimbo. And yeah. then uh, they turned that later into, or uh, Sergio Leone, the Italian director, turned that into A Fistful of Dollars with mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the premise, the, the the desert town with like two gangs and whatever. So in the mid-90s, they they did this again. And they did it with Bruce Willis. And it's, it's clearly just meant to be like a, a B-movie sort of ridiculous. Yeah you know, shoot them up action flick with that loose premise attached to it. I fucking love it. I think it is awesome. I've seen that movie like 27 times. I can quote much of it from memory, <laughs> but this movie is just objectively bad and Nick Cage can't save it. It really feels like a college, you know, not even, I don't even want to give it the credit of saying like film students because they're studying. And no, they know these are like crap. gen ed students yes. who are taking film. <laughs> who, for a, right. Like, it was a required <laughs> course yeah. and they had to produce a film. That's, that's how bad this thing is. And it's not aware of its badness. Mm-hmm. It seems genuine. It seems like it thinks it's a good movie. And Nick Cage is fucking awesome. Like I laughed literally every word that came out of his mouth. Get off my piano. <laughs> <laughs> was, was literally quoted yeah. in a work email today. Oh, that's my favorite chair. I just knew you'd find it comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I could fly too. Or, or Adam, the one you said before, yeah, he's he's a poet warrior in the sci-fi sense. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> he, you know, they, they didn't write him any dialogue. There's no script. This has got to be him just making shit up. They handed him a fistful of empty pages yep. and just said, <laughs> you do you. Or, or they said to him, uh, as, as as someone who has proudly said for years that my and this probably says a lot about me my favorite movie of all time is Apocalypse Now <laughs> uh, but Nick Cage is clearly playing the Dennis Hopper character uh, from the end of that movie you know uh, Dennis Hopper plays like a hippie journalist in that who's like you know talking about Colonel Kurtz and he's like what are they going to say about him that he was a kind man he was a wise man bullshit man and that's like Nick Cage in a lot of this he's like you know something man I know something you don't know and that's this about the aliens you know like he's you know, Clearly. Man, I acted crazy. That's yeah. what got me away from him. But I was right begging for my life. You still don't get it, do you? He was your father. <laughs> oh Jesus! That gets me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets me. That's have, not true. That's him. Oh wait, different movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have like one minute for this one. What plot holes did you guys see? Too many. Plot Fist holes. Fist holes. Plot holes. Dude, it's Swiss cheese. This yeah. is the worst fucking. Like movie. my first thing was, why didn't they just blow up the motherfucking stone gate? Oh, in between the six oh. years, just blow shit up. There's the, there's the spaceman uh, can't come back. There's the Stargate uh, quandary right exactly. there. For for those of you who are nerdy enough to appreciate Stargate as much as I do, if you're listening to us, <laughs> you do know Stargate. There, there is no way to forgive any of the faults of this movie. No, it's just unforgivable. It's not even as much. I mean, and there are holes, but. It, for me, the unforgivable thing is all the things they tried to do that there was no work done to establish. Right. You know, like when they say that line, you know, you just don't get it, do you? He was your father. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Like there yes. was no work Asia, done for that at all. But of all. the last couple days. They did not. Not of the last 20 years. Other than their like little right. campfire talk that lasted for 30 seconds. There was no like 
work done for that. Mm-hmm. There was no attachment. They didn't build like a relationship. Nothing. No. And we're but actually they... to the point in the movie. I'm sorry to cut you off, Sean. Where they literally attached a steady cam to the front of the actors, Blair Witch style, <laughs> while they're being thrown shurikens. But the shurikens are all CGI after they've acted the scene. They have no clue where the fuck these things are flying past their heads. No. no. And this lady who you think is oh, the female that's lead. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. She's about to die and like Halfway legit die. Film. Like yeah. just be gone. They spent 40 minutes. Min- I'm sorry. Minutes 30 minutes developing this woman's character. You're thinking, oh, they're going to fuck at the end or something's going to happen. Yeah. No. Nope. They no. kill her and that's it. And it's unceremonious. Yes! Too. Like yes. She just gets hit with one of those flying star things and she's out. She's yeah. gone. Yep. Hands washed. One oh. shot. She doesn't like get up and try something. There's another great line from this movie that she says, and she goes, he, he says something to her, uh, like, oh, so you know about this or something? And she's like, well, let's just put it this way. It's not just about radiation levels anymore. Oh, oh that and like, they're talking about plutonium. Like, what? <laughs> plutonium in the Buddhist temples. Yeah, you gotta, that's man-made. That's not something that just happens naturally. Yeah! I know, I know, I know. <laughs> or like the whole scene where they're yelling at Jake because he ran away for his life. And they're like, now the alien spaceman can kill innocents. That's on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> right now we're watching the alien spaceman, like, his face appear for the first time. And, like, the vents of steam shoot out. And the terrible translator just be like, my God. No, there's, you got to be high there, to watch there's, this film. No, yeah, literally. I, I was. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it made it more palatable. I will. Mm-hmm. I, will I literally enjoyed every minute of this. Uh, I sure. rewound parts uh, of it. I need I to try before. it the same way you did. <laughs> that's, I think that's legitimately the only way to really enjoy this film. And the only thing that would have made it better if uh, is if I, instead of half the gummy, I had ate the whole gummy. Yes. And it, if it had been at, like, say, 1 o'clock in the morning instead of, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then I would have fucking loved this movie. I, I I don't even know like where else I can go with this. So do you guys want to get into the lightning round? Yeah, let's move this fucking along. It doesn't deserve any more of our time at this point. Sorry, Nick. All right. I don't uh, want to like discriminate against the lightning round by even including it here. But and I don't think we have to apologize to Nick Cage. I feel like if Nick Cage were were here tonight, that he would be joining us. Sure. (laughs) He paid some bills with this movie. Oh, for sure he did. He probably made half of the films at least. Thank. Oh, at least. Oh no, wait. I'm sorry. The movie cost $25 million. It grossed less than $100,000. Of course it did. And I've already streamed it twice. This is the second time I've streamed it. It's in my house right now. Interesting. Oh, or maybe uh, less than a million dollars. So so you streamed it twice. We each streamed That's four. And uh, that's I think it has it. Uh, 19 total downloads, uh, yeah. according to Netflix. That's fewer than us. <laughs> I right. hope it's fewer it than us. Fewer than us for this episode, I hope. Oh, my All God. Right, even though it's bad. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Can you name the famous director Nick Cage is the nephew of? Oh, here we go. Mike no, got it no, first. No, 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 no. no. Mike Sean got gets it first. this point. No, wait, was this, wait, is, it, is that the question or is it That's the... That's the question. Who is the famous Oh, because I, all right, earlier I named Nicholas Cage's real name, which is Nicholas Kim Coppola. Which makes him the uh, nephew of director Francis Ford Coppola, who helped Indeed. him get his start in filmmaking. Indeed. That it's is uh, quite a family tree there. Francis Ford Coppola uh, and uh, his Sophia. his Sophia sister is, um, oh. the actress's name is escaping me, but she plays uh, Connie Corleone and uh, Tell Adri- Adrian. Talia. Talia Shire. Yes. yes. Mm. And then, uh, as you said, his daughter is uh, Sophia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes Nick 
heir to the Coppola Vineyards mm. and the uh, winery and everything as well. Wow. Uh, all right. I do like their Pinot. It's not bad. The Coppola Pinot is pretty good. Label's all right. Uh, okay, question two. What does Nick Cage have tattooed on his upper back? <laughs> I don't I have no idea. If you know the Ghost Rider skull? Is that? <laughs> that would make sense. It's not a Ghost Rider uh, skull. I mean, is it like. Just pick a thing. Pick a thing? Pick a thing. Sure. I don't know. You're going to shit yourself when you find out what this is. Uh, a tiger? You're not far <laughs> off. Yes. I'm not even kidding. This is from imdb.com. He has a monitor lizard with a top hat on his back. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that, too. Damn it. Man, that makes so much sense, actually. So ridiculous. All right, last question. We've been talking a lot about martial arts, so this is going to center on Nick Cage and martial arts. How many different styles of martial arts does Nick Cage allegedly train in? And if you name them, you can have bonus points. <laughs> right? Like, good luck. I'm sorry. I'm going to say jujitsu. and uh... So that's two points because you named one. All right. I'll say kung fu. Uh, nope. Does that mean I'm I'm out? <laughs> uh, you got. I'll give you two points if Sean can beat two. All right. So um, jujitsu is off the list. Karate. There's yeah. Aikido. No. Uh, give me one more chance. Are you just gonna name? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of things that he might actually sure. try to do. Aikido is a no, but karate. Uh, is. So karate. Uh, jujitsu is already off. Yeah. Um, taekwondo. Nope. Uh, then it would probably be judo. No. Damn, what the fuck, Nick Cage? I know. All right, so allegedly, according to imdb.com, again, jiu-jitsu, Wing Chun, which I've never heard of before. Mm, everybody Wing Chun. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Uh, <laughs> karate, and um, Jeet Kune Do, which is, um, what's his name? Oh, um, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah, he invented that. Yeah. Bruce Lee's invention, mm. yeah. So that would be one, two, three, four total. Mm. Though if you watch the film, you would swear to God that he had arthritis and he was trying to fight. <laughs> yeah. That's it. In fact, here is the scene. Oh my God, it's Nick Cage. So finally on the screen. He's fighting Jake in his hobbit hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which he just happened to fall into. Happy coincidence. Running away from and the let's, uh Speaking of plot holes. <laughs> he pulls a sword out. <laughs> yeah, and he does giggle like that. Yeah. He's a little child. Speaking of plot holes, though, Nick Cage immediately attempts to kill him. Yes! That dagger is thrown directly at his head. Without knowing and anything then, about his son. <laughs> right. And then we find you just don't get it, do you? He was your father and he was yeah. trying to help you. And did he yeah. fish him out of the water? It's never made clear. We don't fucking know. No. Fuck this movie! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just want to get to one of my favorite lines of the movie. Do it. Get off my piano. I think it's the fuck off my piano. I think, I think it off. is. I think you I gotta drew. turn subtitles on because I turn the sound well, off. You could unmute it if you want. We mm. we can get away with it. Mm. Woo! <laughs> I love Nick Cage's fight noise. P.S. Nick Cage chose his stage name after Nick Cage, the Marvel superhero, claiming too. claiming that Nick Cage is the first black superhero, which is absolutely Luke false. Cage. Uh, Luke, Luke Cage, Cage yes. which is still absolutely false. Not Luke Cage. Black Panther predated mm. Luke Cage mm. by a while. I thought you just liked the character and liked the name. You didn't like yeah. Luke Cage, sure. But you're just wrong. It interests me that we have not even brought up this part here that's about to happen where he talks about his hobby of making hats out of newspapers. Yes! Very detailed. Yes! And... Oh! I'll kill you in the worst kill way. Kill you in the worst way. I'm gonna Does it get worse than killing off. someone? <laughs> Well, in the worst way. 
Okay. They're they're fighting with an unsheathed sword. Jake is defending himself without a sword. He's about. Did we miss the piano? No, 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 no. It's about to happen. I think the chair happens first. No, no, we did miss the piano. Yeah. It was earlier. It's very early in the fight. Oh, uh, we did miss it, because here comes the rest of these we motherfuckers. We missed the chair. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. That's all right. We're not missing You're anything. not missing he says, anything. He says, that's my favorite chair. I just knew you'd find it comfortable. And it's like a normal chair. Yeah. In a hobbit hole. Get off my fucking piano. <laughs> I can fly, too. <laughs> I don't, gentlemen, I don't even know if we should take up humans more, more time for this, so... I'm going to roll into the, the recommendations. Oh, who won the yeah. lightning round? Oh, uh... Mike did, right? Mike did. Mike did I, did I yeah, get a Mike question right? What did I say? Yeah. Well, you get... <laughs> I don't even remember. It wasn't a tie. <laughs> no, well, he got... Oh, no, he got the extra bonus Chris point. Yeah. A bonus point. No one got the monitor lizard with the top hat as a tattoo. So Mike Wait, but it. you got the Francis Ford Coppola point, not me. Yeah, but you got the two points for... Oh, they awarded yeah. my, me yeah. two points. Oh, yeah, well, I'll give you two points for that. Thank you. That, does, yeah. that was... It was it wasn't just the answer, it was the eloquence with which it was with, stated. With yeah, this is for, for sure. you. <laughs> there you go. I am a yes on this film. Oh. If you are drunk enough or yep. eating some other ingestible um, ingestible edible thing that yep. is legal in your location, I would recommend it. Sure, fine. It doesn't have to be all deep Marlon James stuff. It can be stupid ass. I'm going to launch an arrow off my fucking wrist launcher, which just happened. P.S. Dude, and that thing soared up to the top of a mountain it sure a mile did. It away. Exploded. I'm also a yes under these conditions. Absolutely. When, when, uh, when I was in college, I remember repeatedly watching the movie... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes! Ah, there you go. We that is a BBB classic. At, yeah. at, you know, after coming back from the parties, mm-hmm. being completely wasted, some, someone offering you free pot that you didn't pay for, <laughs> so now you're completely high. It is two, maybe three o'clock in the morning, and someone puts on Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and way. you are like, holy fuck, this is the scariest, <laughs> most terrifying movie that I have ever seen. Is fucking scary. Yes, it is. Yeah. And then... After you've seen it probably five or six times under these conditions, someone makes the bad suggestion one night to put it on it while sober, sober, sober on a Tuesday evening at eight o'clock, and you're like, "Oh, this is actually really stupid." <laughs> Just ruins. Everything. This is jujitsu. Yeah. Make sure that you're very drunk right. and or high and watch it late at night, no. and you will fucking love this. Depending I, on what's legal in your area. First of all, get all killer rules. clowns from outer space out your fucking mouth. <laughs> You do not That movie is classic no matter what condition you are in. This is, and I'm going to be the, the voice of sanity on today's cast. This False. movie fucking sucks. Cancel Netflix over this movie <laughs> alone. Uh, it hashtag is, cancel culture. It <laughs> is so unequivocally Bad. It offends me. Not only as a person who has studied <laughs> film, I offend you. Not only as a guy who has studied film, but as just a person who enjoys watching movies. This doesn't rise to that occasion. This is so fucking bad. It's like Kevin Sorbo Hercules bad. We had talked even about this. that Zena, is we had better. Xena Warrior Princess. Even bad. yes, the Adventures of Hercules or Xena <laughs> yeah. Warrior Princess are better cinema than this piece <laughs> of shit. 
I don't know. Right. That's, that's the All thing. Right. That's you're, cool. you, you're, in, you're a hard no, and I'm a hard yes, and yet I, I mean, I agree with every word you just yeah. said. Just different conditions. Remember to follow the laws in your area as you enjoy this film or not enjoy this yes, film. Yes, uh, uh, eat gummies responsibly. Indeed. Well, all of our listeners who are in places where you cannot do that, find your own psychotropics of choice that are mm-hmm. acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Based on your needs, preferences, and safety. Be safe. Indeed. Right? Uh, so I'm going to just move on guys. We got to, we just got to move on. That was 48 <laughs> minutes of ripping Nick Cage's wow. asshole here. I did not think it was going to be that long. That no, was longer than the 630 page book. We just Best did. episode yeah. ever. <laughs> so get high when you listen to this one. There you go. Uh, so if you enjoyed this, our banter, that is, not the movie, uh, you know, feel free to listen to our back catalog. We've got lots of great stuff. They're both high literature and just fun page-turning romps. Uh, we are at Nerds of Old Republic on all the socials. You can, you know, if you're listening here, you already know where to find us. And uh, next up, we're going to read Joe Hill's collection, um, and I believe that is titled uh, Full Throttle. And we're also going to read a Stephen King, but watch the socials. Um, we're going to pick a collection of short stories. We haven't yet decided. We're kind of on the fence with a couple it, of things. There. Could it also maybe be Richard Bachman? The Bachman stories? I don't know the Bachman stories. Well, I guess we're going to have to talk about this. <laughs> Sean's got a devilish look <laughs> on his face. Del- delivered so ominously. Yeah. I there, guess. there will be a talk when the podcast <laughs> recording ends. Dear listeners, please make sure to listen to the next one and make sure Mike and I survive whatever talk is about to happen. I'm a little concerned. Sean has suddenly branched out and gone solo, and Mike and Adam are strangely never heard from him. <laughs> Nerd of the overpopulation. <laughs> oh, no. Just kills the S on us, but I hope you enjoyed this fun romp through a stupid, silly movie that yeah. is just sort of fun. Uh, we are at Nerds of Old Republic. We'd appreciate any ratings and reviews you can do. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family. Uh, you know, we don't have to be that dirty little secret. We can be the open secret that we all have together. So thank you for your time, everybody. Stay nerdy and cheers. Cheers. Get off my fucking piano. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>